And then that became the thing. Like my mom would pound on the wall, like get out of the shower. How long are you going to be in there for? And I'd be like, I'm washing my body, <laughs> you know? which I wasn't lying. I was, yeah. you know, washing, but but come. Well, here we are with Jared. Hello. What's your last name? Brewster. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Jared Brewster. It's Scottish. We were Scottish. part of the Fraser clan, and Brewster was like a female name. Apparently, all the men died off, but they carried the name, and they were brewers of ale. Wow. Brewster. Brewster. You're such a Brewster. Yeah. That's like my one cool claim to fame. Yeah. Last name. Uh, Jared is a neighbor here in the LBC, Long Beach, a.k.a. Paradise on Earth. Yes. I love Long Beach, and we're we're building a little community here. We That's are. what we're working on. We're yes. working on building up a community. We're nice. meeting some neighbors, having some people over in the backyard. Building tables. Building a table with our bare hands. Yeah, very manly. And we, we built a table yesterday. We really did. Built that thing from scratch. Yeah. And Build we won the first ping pong, not ping pong, and beer we pong. And won the first beer, beer, pong, beer pong game man. ever played on it. Wow. Yeah, yeah I mean... Keep building it. stuff. I love building stuff. It's good. It's such a good feeling. It's like so natural. Working with your hands. Yeah, well, you know what John Locke said? Mm -mm. John Locke's theory of property was that the way that you own something is by mixing your labor with it. Mm. So... If you labor on land, it becomes yours because you have mixed your labor with it. So building things makes me feel good because it makes me feel like I'm owning things. Yeah, you're part of it. Yeah, it means more part too. Of it. Yeah. I had uh, some cornhole sets that I bought from Dicks or Chicks or whatever it was at the time. And they were like 100 dicks? Cornhole Dicks, yeah. Cornhole Chicks Dicks. Yes. Cornhole. But they were like $150. <laughs> And they were cheap pieces of junk, and so I decided to make my own, and I agree. When you build and it. And they're awesome. Yeah, I've used awesome. those cornhole sets. Yeah, you could drive they're a really car cool. up yeah. yeah, they're really good. Dude, that table cost 100 bucks. Nice. So all the materials for that cost $100. How much, a table like that, you'd buy it in a store, like a stain table, would be 700 bucks. Easy. Start a little business, building stuff. Yeah, you, you could build, be one of those people. Yeah. Be one of those Etsy. dudes who's like, yeah, I'm an Etsy star. <laughs> I build my own Is that tables. how they talk? I build my tables. I have a beard. I live in Brooklyn. <laughs> Take a blowtorch to it. Put a little stainless I'm steel. I'm a welder. On it. I weld. <laughs> That's a fifteen. I saw a comment tip. thread where somebody threw that in there. They just had to mention yeah, that I'm welding. It was welding completely something. a non sequitur to the conversation, yeah. and they used an analogy that involved their welding. I was like, okay. Yeah. No. This. That's like a, a current identity. It's like yeah. the guy who's he has a beard and drinks really fine coffee that he like brings a little grinder around with him everywhere. <laughs> so pour over. Yeah. He has a, his pour over kit that that's he like brings over portable. for dinner. And he's got a beard and his like hobby is like, I'm fabricating, you know, footstools you've from rawhide. You've mentioned the beard like three times. Beard? They have beards. <laughs> God damn we, we have We have beards you and we live in Long Beach. What you have say? a beard, but you're not like a beard dude. No. Really. I'm yeah. not a tattoo dude either. And I have... And you have tattoos. tattoos. Yeah. It's actually true. You are you have a beard and tattoos, but you're so mm -hmm. not that like Brooklyn hipster type of guy at all. No, I grew up in Orange County and dad was a cop. Mom was a domestic what did she used to call herself? A domestic goddess. Ah. She was the you know, the chauffeur. She was typical mom. 
But I don't know, somewhere along the lines, I, I don't know if it was just a rebellious side of me or whatever, or just liking the expression of what you can do with your hair or your body or whatever. I just, you know, but yeah, I'm not, I'm definitely not that guy. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're here to talk about uh, a topic that Jared suggested. Correct. Do you want to lay it out for us? Sure. So I think that it's a very important topic. I think that there's a lot of taboo surrounding it. I think that it happens in majority of relationships and it is kind of ignored. So it is masturbation as it relates to relationships. Nice. It's a good topic. Yeah. Yeah. It's something that is true, not often talked about. So what's your, describe what your thesis is here. My stance on it is, I think that both parties, both male and female, if they want to masturbate within a relationship, as long as it's, I mean, I don't even know that you need to have a conversation about it. I think that saying that you need to have a conversation about it adds like more taboo to it. Like, oh, it's like not accepted. So therefore we need to have a conversation to see if it's okay if we actually do it. But I think that if the intentions behind it, and I'm not saying that my stance is completely like health related. um, But if you're not, okay, so... I don't know if it was Freud or somebody, they were talking about how it's like the introspection, like it takes you to like the inside and now you're developing Don't go this, too far from Sorry. That. Now you're developing this relationship inward rather than expressing ah, your sexuality okay. outward. And, you know, there's never like you, the single guy will always joke. Yeah, she never complains. She doesn't talk back, whatever. So there's this big taboo behind it. But I think that if... If you're in a relationship and you're a man and you're going to masturbate, like it can be acceptable. You don't always have to be looking at porn that it, like you're fantasizing. And I think that part of the issue is that a lot of women in relationships may feel that like you're looking at somebody else. You're fantasizing about somebody else when I, you could be looking at pictures of your girl or you could be watching a video of the two of you or whatever. So I think that it's acceptable. I think that there just needs to be an understanding of is this like what's behind it is there a trust issue do you think that by me doing this um if i'm watching porn of some sort that i would rather do it with them and not you so i don't know you know i i think that it should be accepted more i think that the taboo should be lifted and i think that everybody should just have a good time whack off all the time Do you feel, though, like it reduces desire within the relationship? And that could be bad. That's going to be on a person-by-person basis. I think if you're comfortable in your relationship and you're not using it as an opportunity to, like, sneak around and, like, masturbate because you'd rather do that than have sex with your girlfriend or your wife or your partner or whoever, um, then no. I don't think that it diminishes anything. I think that like, um, a balanced diet, right? You can eat like a perfectly balanced diet. Are you going to be getting every ounce of nutrients that you need? Not necessarily. So a lot of people take supplements, right? So I think of it kind of in the same way, like supplement your relationship, not only with sex, but with masturbation for health benefits, as well as, um, keeping up with like sexual performance with your partner. Mm. 
Yeah, I guess to play devil's advocate here, I don't know. I've always thought of masturbating as not... I've never liked it. You know, I mean, I've done it. I didn't start doing it until very late in my life. What does I didn't, that mean? I, what does very late mean? Like last week, I, I started. <laughs> no. Uh, thought you'd give it a go. Yeah. <laughs> For yeah, this podcast, this? I figured hey, I'd to try this it. This is all right. <laughs> Shit, I got to do some research. Hang on. Yeah, no, so I, I didn't start drinking off until I was like 18, until wow. college. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. I think that has a lot to do with, frankly, and this is a very thing people hate talking about, but I'm going to say it anyway, and then we can not talk about it. I think I got like circumcised too much. Okay. So I think I like lack some nerve endings okay. down there, hm. which is fucked up and horrible, honestly. It's yeah. terrible. Why do you think people don't want to talk about that? Circumcision is, is it's utterly absurd. insane. It's crazy. It's crazy that yeah. we do that. And, yeah. and uh, so, <laughs> so that we could do a whole episode on that. Yeah. Um, I'll be back. It's it, So I think like I didn't have the nat- as much of like the natural inclination to do it because of that. Or desire, yeah. Yeah. I mean, eventually I, you know, did. It was internet porn. It was discovering internet porn in college and, you know, free access to LimeWire. Yeah. That that was what I just couldn't hold off any any longer. But I, when I was younger, it I did. It was very strange because I got that weird feeling of there was something strange. It was like self. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just that I didn't want to do it. It felt very like weird and like wrong for me to do it. Like it, not wrong, but like it felt made me feel extremely uncomfortable. And I felt like I was having some weird like relationship with myself. Like, it's funny. I don't feel like that at all anymore. But then back then when, when I was you a first kid, started, yeah, I felt so bad about it and not like guilty. But- like, like I felt like awkward with myself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But is that, is that related to the act of masturbating or is that related to what was going on in your life at the time? Oh, and if it was your first time and that's how you felt like, Jesus, I can only imagine how I felt the first time. No, not yeah, the tough. first time. It would like the whole topic of it when I would, I mean, that's why I didn't do it because it made me feel weird. Like Social. I felt, I felt like, yeah, like I felt like I was doing something that was like, it made me feel weird about like my relationship with myself, you know? I definitely didn't have that feeling. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It's you remember forty year old virgin? Like you were abusing yourself, or it was not an appropriate um, thing to do to yourself. Yeah, it felt like it felt like 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 s- sleeping with your sister or something. I think. Okay. I don't have any siblings, so I don't kind know what incest-y. that is. Yeah, it felt incesty. Got that's it. that's a good thing. It felt yeah. like I was doing something with my like self okay. that I shouldn't be doing. I don't Got know. It. Unnatural, yeah. even though it's very natural. Uh, yeah, maybe yeah. a little unnatural. I mean, like, even though I wasn't raised religious, at, my my parents did not care at all. They weren't like, "This is religious." Again, it wasn't guilt. It was like weird sensitive, like a weird sensitive feeling, you know. No. Um. So I don't know. I think masturbation is. I think that that's natural. I think that that feeling is natural in a way. No. No. You never felt like that. Uh, I, I, there was definitely, you know, when I was, I was probably like 12 or 13 when I started doing it and, 
anything that was attached to it was either like, you know, oh, you shouldn't be doing that. That's not appropriate. Or it was like, oh, if kids found out about this, they would make fun of me. Those were the two things that I worried about, even though... For me, all the early ones was like circle jerk type situations. No. What, porn? No, like it was like a bunch of young, you know, when I was that age, it was like 12 and 13 year old kids, like all in a room being like, oh, this is what I'm thinking about, you know? Oh. Yeah. I didn't really wow. have like a an experience Ooh. of Maybe knowing. That's why I didn't do it. Yeah, no wonder you didn't. It's <laughs> not. So were kids in school like vocal about masturbating? Wait, yeah. so you you would have circle jerks, non-participatory. What does that mean? Circle jerks. He just wanted to see what was going on. Yeah, so and that made me of, feel extremely uncomfortable. There's a group of kids jerking yeah, it off, and you were there, like on the. On yeah, the, like in sleepovers. Oh, okay. Sleepover situation. Wow. Yeah. That's. I guess I didn't go to enough sleepovers. No, we didn't do those at my sleepovers. No, that's the thing. When I was a, cam- a counselor at camp, uh, kids at this like Jewish camp in in uh, the Poconos, kids were just open. They would like do circle jerks all the time. They'd like all go in the cubby room and like. That's weird. Do circle jerks. That's, yeah. I, th- I think that that's. No wonder you had issues with it. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's why it was an uncomfortable relationship. Because <laughs> yeah. all yeah. you could think of was those 12 other kids standing yeah. in a circle. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's not. Not that. No normal. wonder you got you had hangups about it. Yeah. Yeah. In any case. Is that a Jewish thing? Like, what is that? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you, Sorry, Charles, w- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of the week, of the week, somebody had to make one. So you, uh, you, Charles, was it guys or girls? When, when you started jerking off? What does that mean? To, what, what were you thinking about guys? Or it girls? was more, uh, <laughs> it wasn't either. It was, it was just any I, kind of sex thing. Like I, th- this is an embarrassing story, but I'll tell it anyway. Cause it'll be fun. I think I was like 12 or 13. The first time I ever came from jerking off, and I was reading a Stephen King book. Oh, where, oh yeah, okay. Where this woman gives a, she's like a teacher, and she gives a hand job to this kid. So I was like turned on by that. So I was jerking off, and I came all over myself, and I didn't realize it, you know. And I was just like, "Oh my, what is this?" And I went and cleaned it off, and that was my first orgasm. That's and, funny. Yeah. So I didn't, it was any kind of like sex thing. It didn't have to, it, well, there's no gender tied to it. It was like, Which is oh, still how you are. Uh, there's, you know, people are fucking or, and that's or it. doing kinky stuff. Yeah. yeah. How many times did you have to like read that like paragraph? <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. the only thing I could think of. I'm like, yeah, maybe pretty, yeah. I guess if it was your first time, it probably didn't take that much. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, this is pre internet, right? So this yeah. is my only exposure. My only exposure to like sex stuff was Stephen King books because almost in every book, somebody gives somebody a hand job. That's like a Stephen King trope. Really? Is a lot the, of hand jobs. A lot of hand jobs Stephen being King. given by various people yeah. to other people in those books. That that's was funny. mine. It, it was more about like, oh, it's a sex thing that's happening and that's why I was excited by it as a kid. Huh. I don't have what to about you? What's your first orgasm story? Um, I think that I, you know, because you start like like five or six years old, I think kids start touching themselves and then it's kind of like your parents are yelling at you. Apparently I used to walk around when I was a little kid, like it was my like leash and I would just literally lead myself around with it. And it was a big joke. My uncle used to be like, 
knock it off kid you know (laughs) it's not a joystick whatever but so i think that at a young age you kind of figure out hey like "Mm, something's going on this kind of feels interesting um my i don't think that mine was very exciting there was no books involved i think i was in the shower and then that became the thing like my mom would pound on the wall like get out of the shower how long are you gonna be in there for and i'm like i'm washing my body (laughs) which i wasn't lying i was you know washing but but with cum yeah (laughs) the soap stung so i stopped that with cum right um so i think i think it was just normal i think that at like some point you're like, okay, I've heard about this before, you know, so, so how long do I do it? And then all of a sudden you start to figure out, oh, this is what's going on. And then just, yeah, I think I remember it was very overwhelming. I definitely didn't feel bad about it. Um, my family is pretty like, they didn't really have like big sex talks with us or anything, but they weren't like anti-sex and don't do this and don't do that. They were pretty liberal, I guess you could say, but um, yeah, so I mean, it was it was fine, and then and then the rest was you know history. It, I guess you know it's something that you just I don't know. I, I I've never really had any conversations with anybody who's well. I mean, that's an interesting conversation to bring up anyway. Like, hey, you're like 35 years old. Do you still masturbate? Do no. you are you in a relationship? Do you masturbate in your relationship? How does that go? Does yeah. your girl? How does she feel about it? like this? You don't really talk about it, but I don't know. I think that. I think that people will continue to do it until the end of time. Of course. They'll definitely continue doing it. Um, my first, I don't know. I've always been weird with this stuff. You know, I, when I was a real little kid, my sexual, I didn't have the normal, like, upbringing. I don't, I, or like, I think that's the, the general story. It's like you start, start touching your dick when you're real young and then you like get older and you do it more, blah, blah, blah. Like that I had when I was real young, like five or six or no, probably like eight. I like did stuff with my like fellow like friends. Like I like fooled around with them. Yeah. Did you do that? I did that when I was six or seven. It's I did weird that. To talk about. I did that when I was six. Or, <laughs> when I was six or seven, I did that. My mom caught me. That was a huge, yeah, huge. I mean, I thing. wanted to do it with girls, but it was a lot of times with guys because you're so young, and that's the only people that are like around. I definitely tried to do it with girls, but you know. Yeah, I think that I was probably at a play date or two where it was like, "You show me yours, I'll yeah, show you mine." Yeah. But I don't have like a like a vivid recollection of like times when I had like experiences like that. I, think I did that... some nasty shit. <laughs> I did some nasty like what? fucking shit. I don't even really want to talk about it, to be honest. I mean, nothing horrible or anything, but it well, was which is not it? good. What was it? Just, I'm not going to even say. It's just, it's, it's just like, Hi- na- I mean, you know, you're a What's kid. Nasty? You're, you're fucking seven is. years old. Like, you don't know what the hell's going on. So what were you so doing it's just though? Like, can't bring it up and then not just a reveal. lot of like heavy petting a lot of heavy petting type stuff man definitely bon- boner not, rubbing not good man not good stuff i mean i <sighs> i've definitely uh, I mean, were, I, I, were you kissing were you making out maybe a little bit of that stuff i mean like kind of worse stuff than that i mean you know everybody was the same age everybody was doing it but i guess maybe anyway so th- i think those experiences <laughs> moving on those experiences kind of maybe made it a little bit weird to begin with and then right. i my first orgasm was with a girl it was when i was like 13 14 
uh, some girl came over and not some girl, a, I, I, you know, a girl yeah. came over and gave me a blowjob. Nice. That was it. And I didn't even know I came and I didn't even like know I had really come. She was like, okay, are we done? I was like, I guess. I don't know. What do we do next? Yeah. Yeah. Then she told everybody at school that, so I came and then I obviously got like flaccid afterwards. Oh. And then she told everybody at school I was impotent because I like came and then didn't, you know, she was like, there was a lot of pre-cum, but he like, blah, blah, blah. It's terrible. That ain't cool. No. Yeah. Damn, you just weren't damn. shooting loads yet? Is that what? No, I was. I did. I did. She was just Tom. wrong. She didn't know either. She oh. didn't know what the hell was going on either. What Neither a bitch. of us did. Yeah, she I wanted know. to tell somebody, and then one of her friends said something yeah. and it made her feel uncomfortable. So then she decided to put you down yeah, to instead. Put me down. You got to exactly. Facebook her and clear the air. Is she, I'm, she's a lesbian now. Oh, well. There you go. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> <laughs> Early on converting yeah so i don't know so that messed me up and anyway so to return all the way back to our current day thing that we're arguing about i think if i could like outlaw porn if i could like right now say all porn in the world shouldn't exist i would do that because i think it it's not healthy for i don't think it's healthy for my relationship like i think it makes me less like sexual, you know what I'm saying? Because no, I you're, com- I completely understand. You know, like if I didn't have porn, I would be so much more involved, involved sexually than I am, probably. You know, I completely understand that side of it, and I agree. Um, and 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 that's part of my stance that I'm I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing that because it does take away from especially there was some I was listening to some podcast and somebody was talking about um, the story of this this younger boy probably in elementary school or something and it was like his first time seeing like a girl naked and the girl was like um, her first time seeing a boy naked but he had seen porn before but apparently he had only ever seen porn where girls had like clean bushes yeah yeah and labiaplasties and the first time that he saw this girl he freaked out and he was like what is that yeah what is going yeah. on there and it was terrifying could you imagine being that girl how yeah. you feel when she's like most vulnerable that she has been up to this date in her life and he's, like and he's going yeah. what the fuck yeah yeah where did that hair come from yeah, and that's it. It also, I mean, that's the uh, slightly different issue, which is expectations, right? It gives you this sort Correct. of ridiculous set of expectations. Well, yeah, because they're doing some crazy shit in porn. Yeah, and it also it makes you fucking like, you know, having that weird relationship with your computer, where you're like, you know, you have this weird Pavlovian <laughs> relationship with your computer, where you're like, oh, this is my sex machine. Yeah, you yeah. know, like that's not healthy. There's no way that's healthy for your brain. But, I, okay, so I think that if 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 you have the opportunity to have sex with your girlfriend or your wife or your partner, that should be like your first step. Now, there are always times when either one of you is tired, doesn't feel good, whatever. And I think that it's acceptable that during those times... You're allowed to indulge in your um, self-expression, if you will. Um, but I think that if you're just running away in a corner, grabbing your porn because you want to get back to whatever fetish that you're involved in, I think there's a, di- a deeper issue that needs to be had. It's not a, an issue of, 
or a conversation of, Hey, is it cool that like we're in a relationship and I'm masturbating? It should be a conversation of, Hey, I'm totally into this. And I think that it would bring our relationship closer together if this wasn't something that I ran off into a corner and jacked off to rather than like, Hey, let's try and, you know, make it more exciting. And I'm not saying like that. I mean, people develop fet. I don't, I don't have a fetish, so I don't really know like how they come about or how people really deal with them. But I can imagine that have that conversation with the person rather than running away is a better option. But outside of that, I don't think that it's, I think it's healthy. I think that, you know, it, it helps improve sleep. I think that, um, it helps improve circulation. I think that <laughs> no, it does. Like totally. Like it's great I, for your circulation. Circulation <laughs> help prevent ED. Like I learned some really funny stuff while I was rich researching this because I was like, it's a great topic, and it's not necessarily about masturbation itself, but about like within relationships, right? But I learned a lot of interesting stuff along the way. And what I didn't know is that um, was it John Kellogg and Frosted Flakes, yeah. not Frosted Flakes, Corn Flakes. Um, he followed these, like, not necessarily teachings, but beliefs that Sylvester Graham had, the Graham Cracker guy. Not that he created them, but I guess he was, like, the Graham Cracker came about, it was inspired by him or whatever. But they believed in some, like, medical journals that they had written that eating bland food would help... Um, with the desire to be sexual. And I think that that was kind of like religion based for mm -hmm. them. Um, so then Mr. Kellogg, like the whole reason for the creation of cornflakes was to help prevent sexual activity, not just what? masturbation in general. I'm dead serious. Isn't there a uh, road so to Wellville? Weird. Isn't that the movie that's about that? Maybe. I, mean, yeah. I don't wait I because it's that. super bland. Yeah. They believed like, like they were big proponents in like veganism and, you know, eating healthy and stuff. So they got some good stuff, right? Like they thought that like white bread and stuff was bad for you, but they may have had like misplaced beliefs in other directions, mm. but yeah, they bland food. They believed, um, helped prevent or helped discourage the urge to masturbate and weak willed men. That is so weird. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've heard that as well. There's a lot of weird... Bland or spicy food makes you, oh, I am a Latin lover suddenly. I guess, yeah. Yeah, every time I eat a jalapeno, I just go on a... Anytime I eat spicy food, fast. I don't want to fuck anything. Yeah, I want to like, take Ugh. a huge shit and be alone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Can maybe I come over tonight? No, <laughs> please don't. So they got it wrong. Then. I got a tummy ache. Yeah. I'm going to put some chili powder on yeah, this. Yeah, 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 yeah. You want to discourage people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give them the shits. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, exactly. no, no moment you feel less sexy than after eating a, a bunch of Indian dump. food. And you're just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. So, do you think that if you're in a relationship, you should just go to your partner for fulfillment rather than maintaining along the way? Do I think you should? Well, look, men are not built to be monogamous, right? Correct. It doesn't matter how hot your girlfriend is. It doesn't matter who your partner is. You are. It goes in waves, right? There's going to be times where you are just so incredibly tired of having sex with them. And there's going to be times where you... It's like the beginning where you're really attracted to them. Sure. Uh, all of a sudden, you know? That's how it goes. Yeah, I feel like that's how it, it just... It is, right? But it's still never going to be like... 
you're still always going to be driven to have sex with new people. That's what men are. We're, we're, we like jizz on the eggs on the ocean floor. You know, we spread. Well, not just men, right? though. I think all humans, I don't, I, I think that there's a, a field of thought that all humans aren't meant to be monogamous. Well, I think women are, so the, the, you know, red pill theory here is that women are hypergamous, right? And I, I actually do believe that, which is, think of it like, again, like uh, sea creatures, right? Men just want to inseminate mm -hmm. whatever. Like that's our whole goal. Our goal is to spread our genes as far as they will go through as many different combinations as they will take it for us. There's, there's no incubation or anything. We just want to spread for women. Hypergamy means they are essentially designed to mate for, uh, status. So they are built to seek the best genetic material to incubate, right? Wider hips, yeah. you know, bigger breasts. No, 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 no. They want, they are literally attracted the way their attraction works is they want the best sperm, more or less, right? Yeah. yeah. Like the most valuable. Whereas we don't really care. That, I mean, we, we have attraction to like the, their ability to incubate. But what they want from us is they want the best, right? That's why and you see this everywhere. You know, Leonardo DiCaprio can walk in and anywhere he wants and have sex with whoever he wants all yeah. the time because he is... He's been decided as one of the best people, right? This is why women are attracted to fame, whereas men men really don't give a shit if a woman's famous or not. It doesn't yeah. make any difference to us. So I think that since attraction is slightly different, I think women in general don't have quite the urge to like spread their seed the way that men do. And I think masturbating in a relationship definitely does help to, you know, monogamy is not natural in a lot of ways. And it is in some ways, but it's not in others. And the ways that monogamy is not natural, masturbation absolutely, it helps to alleviate those desires. So, but is it a social construct that, and I lost my train of thought for a second, but for men to just like go plant seeds. Like I've been hearing that since I was little. Is it like 100% like based in science? Because I think that like free will, like you're telling me that basically I'm a drone to go have sex with everything that walks around rather than like use my own free will to say, no, I'm making this choice to be, you know, monogamous rather than promiscuous and go... You know, of course. No, I, I'm I'm only talking about uh, one element of our natural instincts, which is I do feel sure, like, like on a yeah, no, I'm not saying we're bound by those things. We absolutely have free will and we have the ability to fight against it. I guess I'm just bringing this up because we're talking about the point of masturbating in a relationship anyway. Is it something you should do? And I think it does sort of quell some urges sometimes, you know? Yeah, I just I, I I'd like to think that I'm not doing it because 
I'm trying to prevent myself from like running off with some other girl. You know what I mean? (laughs) Because I'm totally not. Okay. Um, Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, when I'm not in a relationship, like dudes get horny. It's like, what are you going to do? You're going to go either try and find a girl to have sex with, or you're going to masturbate and you watch porn or you don't watch porn and you use your old, as they say, spank bank and, you know, think of whatever. But when I'm in a relationship, if I can't have sex with my partner, the majority of the time I'm thinking about my partner while I am masturbating. Our experiences, things that we're doing, it's not that I'm running off and, you know, grabbing whatever is uh, first up on you porn or picking my favorite category. Really? Or, yeah. Really? Yeah. So you're usually masturbating to your partner? Yes. Really? Are there, yeah. Are there times when I'm not? Sure. But if I have a good one from the night before or the week before that I liked remembering, then that's my go-to. Wow. You know? I think that it all, it, all be, it all comes down to, like, the trust and love that you have for your partner, where your intentions are. And you know what? We're, we're like you said, we're men, right? And we love the female form and are there times when we're watching porn yeah are you making an emotional connection with the person in that porn no you're looking at tits and ass and sex yes that would be the same as saying that now i'm attracted to the man and having an emotional connection with the man in the porn porn, which i'm not Hmm. I'm very shocked that you masturbate usually to thoughts of your partner. Same. Listen, I'm not masturbating all the time. What I'm saying is in a relationship, is it acceptable? And when is it acceptable? And what what are your intentions behind it when you are doing it? If I can have sex with my partner, I'm having sex with my partner. If my partner's asleep... Having if- sex with my partner. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried that before. It doesn't go over too well. I just think that it shouldn't be such a taboo issue. I think Mm -hmm. that people should just be, in relationships especially, just be more understanding. Is it a taboo issue, though? I feel like it is. You feel like it is. I feel like it is. Do you feel like that's a taboo issue? Do you feel like... I feel like it's pretty accepted, personally. Yeah, I I don't feel like it's a taboo at all. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I'm the only one then. Well, we're here. It's yeah. I think it depends on your partner. We're we're also like, yeah, I mean, some partners are weird about that. Yeah. Some some partners are weird about it. I I think that like, maybe for me, it's like a respect thing. Like I don't want to disrespect my partner and I don't want them to feel that they're being disrespected. So going into any relationship, I've been in, you know, a few relationships and going into any of those, it's like, you kind of put yourself into that run and hide situation because out of respect for them, you don't want to offend them and be like, Hey, so by the way, I masturbate and I like, you know, but you create that issue for yourself and it's how do you get out from behind it so that it's not a taboo, I guess. No. Hmm. I just would always assume that, Whoever I'm with has their own sex life, masturbation-wise. 
I just I always shelve that off as a privacy thing. Like it's, well, yeah. it's their own. Like I wouldn't if somebody was masturbating and not thinking about me, even if we're together, I wouldn't care. I give no shits about it. I, for me, it's just I assume the other person is doing, doing it. it. Yeah, and that's fine as long as not fucking somebody else. They can you know think about whoever they want, doing whatever they want to them. Um, Why but, do we care then, though, if they are fucking somebody else? You know, I mean, what what does it fucking matter? Um, it's a I don't, different connection. Yeah, I think there's a there's a connection in there. You know, there's some of that is instinctual, right? Like, no, it's the, completely the, instinctual. The thought of your partner. I guess it's just people's differing instinctual levels, uh, how they respond to whether or not their partner is masturbating. Like for me, I don't, you know, because I know myself. I'm like, I, you know, I can't ever assume that somebody wouldn't be, but for them to be with somebody else that kicks in that, that feeling of, I won't say ownership, but like, yeah, but again, that feeling is completely irrational in this day and age, isn't it? Because in the age of birth control and, you know, protected sex, assuming that those things largely work, uh, it's irrational to care if your partner is sleeping with somebody else because really it has nothing to do with you at all. And it's not going to affect you. It's insane, really. I mean, to the idea that people ruin, they build... A, I've seen so many people who build these whole lives together. And then one of the people cheats and they just... It's all over. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, the end, it's the, you know, they lose millions. They lose hundreds of thousands of dollars dealing with divorce shit. They, like, their house is gone. And it's like, you're doing that because your partner, like, touched someone else. It's insane. I guess it's a it it breaks a level of trust that for some people is unforgivable. But what I mean, what trust? Like, what what does it what does it matter? I mean, I it, it, I completely agree that if you go through it, it's horrible. You know, you're you're it, the feelings are really bad, but it's still completely it's, irrational. It's where the feelings coming from is the thing. Yeah, it's just it's it is it is tied into trust. I think it's this you know this. This idea that you owe your partner a certain amount of loyalty and that extends to sexual activity, but why with somebody what, else? What, what difference? I feel like. But we've we, because we've tied love and sex together to so monotony. strongly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it's if you're doing this, they're sharing something with somebody else that really belongs yeah. to you. And we, you know, my theory is: would we all be happier if we could? You know, if we had a hall pass to fuck around sometimes, like, you know, some of us would be and some of us wouldn't be. I think some people like monogamy and they like that, but other people would be like, yeah, it'd be nice to get some strange. I think people like monogamy because it gives, it lets them off the hook. For what? For being desirable. Oh, you mean? Interesting. Keeping your shit together? Yeah. What? Keeping your shit together? What? Keeping your shit together? Yeah, I, I hear the words that you're saying. Well, then what ask, you ask what I mean instead of saying what. <laughs> what, what do you mean? I mean... Uh, if you get locked down, then you can kind of not have to keep your shit together yeah. anymore because you're still going to get laid no matter what. Oh, I yeah. see. Okay, yeah. Uh, Whereas if, yeah. you know, otherwise you got to Be the best version of you all yeah. the time. It's sure, rough. yeah. It's I, think, I think it allows people to let themselves go a little bit for sure. And then it also... Also, it allow it for men... It lets you off the hook, and for women in a way, it lets you off the hook of, you know, uh, it's much easier to 
be monogamous when nobody is trying to bang you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it, it allows you to be like, oh, the reason why uh, I'm not desirable or the reason why nobody's banging me is not because I'm not desirable. It's because I'm in a relationship. You yeah. know what I mean? Like psychologically, I feel like that's kind of part of it. Yeah. For some people, not not for everybody, but I think for some people, like they're like, oh, I'm deeply monogamous because I really like care. It's like, no, you have no choice. Yeah. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody wants to fuck you anyway. Like you're not <laughs> some saint, you know? And, and I feel like I have never seen ever. I have never seen a man, even in a monogamous relationship, turn down sex with a beautiful woman. Never. What do you mean you've never seen never that? Never seen it. <laughs> so you know you're I mean? saying that if you put a beautiful woman in front of me right now that I... No, not. I'm not saying that. I, I'm actually not. You're saying, saying with a mixture of the right, al- yeah, the right exactly. amount of alcohol, the right circumstance, the right drugs, yeah, yeah, exactly. you wouldn't be immune. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's immune, ultimately, I don't think. I think that you can make that choice. I think that it's. I think it's the easy choice not to. I think it's the same with women and like hyper hyper powerful famous guys. Like I have no illusions that if again I don't know why we always use Leonardo DiCaprio as the par- paradigm. What do you mean we? Uh, I I, I don't fella. know. I have no illusions that if you know Leonardo DiCaprio walked into Gracie's art gallery right now and was like, "Hey, you want to come like hang out with me?" I, there's no chance she would say no. I, I know she wouldn't. And I, it's like, whatever. It's just something you got to fucking deal with. You know what I mean? Would you, uh, would you begrudge her that? <sighs> yeah. I'd be fucking <laughs> pissed as fuck. But I also know that there's nothing I can do about it. Why wouldn't it, you so. be pissed at Leonardo DiCaprio? Well, it's, what, what good would that do? Just directing your anger appropriately. Why would he? Why would, it's not his fault. He's not the one breaking a promise. Yeah, he's still like inducing someone to behave in a way that they well, I'm should. I'm sure he does it all the time. Yeah. But, you know, I, I wouldn't really begrudge him, no. Yeah. I mean, I would. the only time I would get really angry about that is a friend. Right. Right? Is if a friend tried to, like, do something. Because then it's like, hey, fuck you, man. Well, okay, so you're talking about now it's a respect issue between you and your friend, right? Yeah. So isn't it a more, like, a deeper respect issue between you and your partner? What do you mean? If they were to run off with Leonardo DiCaprio, I I don't mean run off with. I just mean not. Sleep yeah, yeah. With. No, no, no. I totally get. But you know, I don't know. I yeah, think- no. It it would be a, okay. No, yeah. I hear you. Yes, it it would be a violation. But I also think it's just kinda, so I, natural. You know. Sorry, I totally played that to fit an argument. No, no. You're right, though. You're right. I I hear you. Yeah, I, it's not. I don't think you're saying that. Uh, you don't. You wouldn't feel that. Pain. Oh no! I would feel horrible. It's, you're you're questioning complete. why you're just saying you wouldn't. Blame it exists. Her. I would blame her. I would be mad. I you know it would probably end the relationship. Right? It's yeah. it, it's sad. But it, your point is why? It's sad that my relationship is hinged on Leonardo DiCaprio not walking into the gallery. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, but you know that's that's uh, just the way it is. You know what I mean? So I guess ultimately, what is the what what is the consensus on masturbating in a relationship? Is it not about masturbating in a relationship? Because I I feel like it's not. I feel like it's about trust and communication with the person that you're with, um, and 
is there a deeper issue that needs to be addressed? You know what I mean? I feel like if it's, if it's unaccepted in a relationship, why is it unaccepted in that relationship and have that conversation? Yeah. Because I think that it should be accepted. I think that it, I think that women should masturbate. I think that men should masturbate. I think that we've been doing it since the beginning of time. And I think that it's never going to stop. I just don't want it to be um, a taboo. Yeah. yeah. No, I got you. I know. I, I mean, I agree, you know, I'm playing devil's advocate here because no, we need yeah, to have yeah. a show. But, I, I, but I, I agree with you that um, I think it's also it shouldn't be this like horribly taboo thing because it's totally unrealistic. You know, like I feel like your partner is going to be masturbating regardless. no matter what. You know, yeah. so you can pretend that they're not or or you know not. The other trap that we get into always, especially at the start of a relationship, is kind of creating this fictional persona because we think that's going to be the thing that's going to keep this person there. And when we lie at the outset and they're like, you know, do you ever masturbate thinking about anyone else? You're like, no, I never yeah, do that. Yeah, which yeah. is just a total And it's lie. bullshit, but we don't yeah. want them to be turned off by anything. So we clean up all of exactly, our problems. Yeah. yeah. And then we get into trouble later when, exactly. you know, it's you not said true. that you don't yeah, masturbate. Yeah, yeah. It's well, a lie. my yeah. question is is it really a lie if you both know what's going on well i just would never lie to begin with i would never create that lie you know yeah but i think a lot of people do and that's where that trouble comes from because it's the best it's the best person problem with dating because to get somebody we have to you know Clean up uh, our, our yeah, flaws, and then yeah, and then you become that person. The actual, it's not real. The yeah. actual practice in your life, you know, you're you're not you're not you, that you, you shit. You know, that's the thing that everybody conceals during yeah. those. <laughs> I I dated a Danish girl who would be, get pissed when I would take a shit when she was around. <laughs> She'd be like, "If you really liked me, you wouldn't take shits when I'm around." Yeah, it's, I was like, know. "What the fuck are you talking about? What am I supposed to do?" <laughs> Could you imagine if you had like some serious stomach problems? Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> like IBS. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I've been there. My, my, um, my, and I, I wasn't, I'm not going to talk about my relationship more so just the, the, the topic, but this isn't okay. Okay. So <laughs> I, I have, I have stomach issues, right? Yeah. So like if I eat something that's too spicy, too fried, too much red meat, stuff like that, I get some like serious stomach cramps. I can't like breathe. I can't barely wow. walk sometimes. Jeez. It gets bad. So it's, it's funny because early on in my relationship, I put the kibosh on that right away. I was like, hey, listen, by the way, I take big shits. <laughs> yeah, like no, I have some stomach issues. Like I don't want to feel uncomfortable. Like if I'm in pain, I would love to be the big man and like, you know, just hold it in. And I don't often put myself in a situation where I'm going to have that trouble, but it's nice to be able to put something out there. And I think that it should be like masturbating relationship should be like, okay to be like, Hey, by the way, I masturbate. I hope you do too, because guys love that. So yeah. Hmm. now I have to go blow one out (laughs) and I'm going to take a huge shit on you (laughs) (laughs) right now. (laughs) I think that lying about it, you're right, is like the biggest problem, but it's like you, you kind of, I guess that that puts that when you, because yeah, you want to be the best version of you. And then all of a sudden that topic comes up and it's like, do you masturbate? That's so gross. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, no, of course not. I, I would never, 
be with a girl that said that to me though i'd be like you're a fucking idiot like, hey you say you that now but then you know you're you're in the moment and you've met let's say you're not in a relationship yeah. and you're out on the market and you meet some you meet some girl you super like a hot lot chick and, and you're like say Fuck this, it, you know yeah, yeah. i think it's okay and and i think that that i think it's okay to ask and even if it, if you're offended by it i think that it's okay to ask and i think that a lot of times that's like it's like a misplaced question that's like a social construct you yeah. know amongst lady friends and not all of them because i know that like there's plenty of women out there who masturbate there's studies that well like really that many people masturbate yeah um but i think that sometimes that may just be like i think i'm supposed to ask this guy if he masturbates and i think that i'm supposed to be offended by it because right. i want him to only want me and yeah, know that i've yeah. got him and it's like let's have the deeper conversation Hey, how do you really feel about me? Yeah. yeah. Not directing strange questions your way to see like how much the person cares about you. And that's all, you know what? Whatever. It's all part of like courting and and a beginning relationship. People say the dumbest shit in the beginning yeah. of a relationship just to find out how much you care because you're afraid of getting hurt. Yeah. So you don't want to ask in a direct way, like, hey, I really want to have a conversation. Like I've really enjoyed yeah, like, the I time like that you. we had. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So I think that sometimes it could come out that way. So if you know, I, you know, just if it, if it did come up and somebody ever asked you if, if you masturbate, I, you know, maybe they aren't dumb. Yeah. They, you know. Yeah. It's interesting. The, the whole like magazine culture, right? The, the, what you're supposed to exactly. say, what you're supposed to, oh, uh, this magazine says that if a man uh, mm. does this, that's a deal breaker. Take the boyfriend Yeah, quiz. you know, yeah, is he the boyfriend quiz? Like, <laughs> let's, uh, let's let the New York Times tell exactly. us how we should have a conversation with each other. And I feel like that's, uh, you know, very much a contemporary thing. I'm reading this great Welbeck book called Elementary Particles. Welbeck, Michelle Welbeck is the only... Uh, currently writing member of the literati that I actually love and think is worth reading. Highly recommend Michelle Welbeck. But uh, he has this book called Elementary Particles that that's a whole thing. It's like how suddenly in the 70s, magazines started dictating how women interpret relationships. And it's like, oh, this is how it needs to be. And if it's not like this... Well, that's a you great know, advertising wrong. ploy. You claim to have the answers about yeah, relationships. Exactly, exactly. And Here's the answer. Now everybody's you. reading yeah, your magazine yeah. and getting all that advertising. And, and now it's more than just relationship advice. The relationship advice gets you in. Now they're telling you what perfume you're supposed to be wearing, the clothes you're supposed to be wearing, what you're supposed to be eating. Now it becomes body issues. And it's yeah. just, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I always see those in the line. The magazineification of relationships. Yeah. Top 10 things that let you know he's husband material. Yeah. This is, and then now it's reality TV. It's the same thing. It's like, I'm not fucking, I'm not going to take that from you. <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about? This Wait, is, what? I'm just saying it's like reality TV is basically the same thing. It's like they, people watch these things and this becomes their standards for like, how they're supposed to act, which is so toxic because the entire point of a relationship is that it's not that. I mean, it's whatever you, it's what fits you uniquely yourself. You know, if you're trying to come up with some exterior criteria to evaluate your relationship, like that's exactly how relationships don't work. Yeah. 
And it's tough too because like we've got this built into, and I don't know how it started. I was, I'm guilty in every relationship when I start. I want them to think that I am just like I'm trying to suck them in. You know yeah. what I mean? So I pull out all the stops, right? And it's like you get that from you know trying like what we think that the girl wants and that stems directly off of everything that we see on tv with the magazines i remember being a little kid and it was like so-and-so had chuck taylor's and it was like i gotta get me some chuck taylor or pumps you remember when pumps came yeah. out it was like i have to have this in order to be cool yeah and at an early age i don't think people like my parents were always like it doesn't matter what you wear but in school there's so many other kids who it mattered that it became that way and it's no matter how much your parents teach you or how much you learn and you're educated and you understand that you need to be you uniquely rather than what everybody yeah. else is wearing or doing it's really hard because you still end up doing it the, the pants that i'm wearing right now i bought these pants because i was like oh i think cool guys those are cool these pants. well I, but fashion i mean look there's always going to be trends right I, I i think that's something that will always exist the thing about relationships, though, is that they are trend-proof. They're something that should have nothing to do with anything besides the relationship between you two and the values that you create together. There should be no outside input into like, oh, this is how it should be. You know, this is how he should treat you. Right. But you and if he doesn't treat you this way... Then it's wrong. If you're in a relationship and you're happy, I mean, if you're miserable, obviously don't be in the fucking relationship. But if you are happy in a relationship or if you like this person mm -hmm. and you allow somebody else's opinion to make you stressed out about it, that is to pure toxic. Correct. And ha But haven't you ever like been in a relationship and it's like, oh, so-and-so just... Um uh, at work, uh, they got an edible arrangement, and it's like you never give me an. Oh edible yeah, arrangement. yeah. You know what I mean? It's like thing. it's tough. Like you, I've been, I've really done a good job of not. I like the reason why my relationship not giving edible arrangements. No, I, I. The reason my relationship works is genuinely because she, Gracie, is great, and I am also pretty. We don't fall into that shit, man. Like we don't get into those things of like so and so did this, or why aren't you being more like this type of person? Like we just don't. I don't know. We don't do that at all. I think it's tough in relationships because you end up fighting. It's almost like complacency in your job and like how we were talking about like keeping your shit together. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think it's tough because in the beginning you do. There's more flowers. There's more sweet things. Oh, said. sure. Yeah. There's more dinners made and romantic times or whatever. And I think that it's, it's very challenging in a long-term relationship to keep those things going. And and you, but you have to. Otherwise, it's just going to get stale. And then it's going to be like every other relationship that you've had. And then it's done. Yeah. And you're just like, I'm annoyed with you. But why are you annoyed? Well, I'm annoyed because I don't like you anymore. Well, why don't you like me anymore? Well, because you don't do this anymore. And it's like, I think that that's the constant battle. And that's the true test of, of your relationship. And are you doing little things along the way that maybe have just become normal? That yeah. You wouldn't really, you know, I think it's tough. I think that you just need to stay 
stay sweet and stay thoughtful. And it's not about the flowers on Friday. It's about, um, you made me coffee this morning and I didn't ask you to make me coffee and acknowledging those things. Not that you're saying like, Hey, thanks for making me coffee this morning. That is keeping our relationship alive. But you acknowledging like internally, like they made me coffee today. That was really nice. You know? Shut up and sit down.